Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're going to continue our rankings episodes. Get to the running backs this week. We got two episodes of running backs. I think we'll go top 20 today. And then Thursday, we'll go 21 through 40. But we've even ranked them further than that, so we'll probably list them off after that. After the 40th, we'll get you probably what? We go through 60, 70. Yeah. We're really going deep on the running back <laughs> rankings this time. But Who knows? That hey, might be a third you, one. You never, It'd we be might, good to have. Yeah. It wouldn't be, a, wouldn't be a bad thing to do that. But we're going to get some rankings episodes because, you know, it, it's a little early, but it is draft time for some people. As We have a draft this this coming weekend, which is crazy. Sunday, yep. Sunday night already. Man, it's. I know that one's early. Most people don't draft this early, but people are. There's. Yeah. So you, you have to be prepared, and you know our ranks will change before probably the season starts. It's never. It's, there's no way they stay the same. But we'll do rankings update episodes. You know, before the season, maybe if we have some like movers, you know, people moving up and down, because who knows? There's still so many things to. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot happen. of things that are really shaking out even currently. So a lot, a lot of them with the running back we'll get into yeah. here. <laughs> Before we get into that, make sure you check us out on Twitter at the FF Profit or Instagram, Fantasy Football Profit. Our website's fantasyfootballprofit.com. You can send us email, fantasyfootballprofit at gmail.com. We've been getting some questions in every week on pretty much all those different formats and places, which tomorrow we'll have a little another mini mailbag episode. Keep doing those as long as questions are coming in. We'll answer them all. And we had some ones we were trying to some good questions that came into us that just took us. Man, we were really thinking about those and made me We'll get into that tomorrow, but some good questions we'll get into these people. We also, some more self-promotion here for us. We have a listeners league we started up, which we had some signups going on on Instagram, but you can sign up anywhere. Basically, we're going to create some in- listener leagues that we'll be a part of, at least have me or Jeff probably in each one. We don't know exactly how we're going to do it, which leagues we'll in, but we'll be in every league. I think right now we have enough for three leagues. So if you're interested in that, just just send us a message somewhere, and we're going to put those together. It'd be something fun to do especially if you're looking for leagues that'll be active with good people in it not always easy to find you know we'll have a league for you so just send us a message we'll get you on the list and get you in one of our leagues how will we get some news before the actual rankings episode because it's there's so much stuff going on <laughs> it I mean nothing too major but there's always just random little tidbits of news that come out i'm gonna start off since this is a running back episode tim hightower took the first rep at running back today <laughs> Does that mean anything to you? Maybe it's just bit. another. It's just another thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just one more mark, like black mark again. That's, but you did. You that did, situation you, is just turning toxic. But right you now. did hear how Lynch, John Lynch, came out this weekend and said that Hyde looks gray or something, and, and Shanahan did too. But I think they might be just trying to save face, and if they need to trade him, have some value. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. It's just. I'm just, oh man, we'll talk about it more when we get tied. Yeah. I just, I don't know what to think. With that, Eric Ebron left Saturday's practice with a hamstring injury. Does that shock you? No. It, it's disappointment. It's very disappointing. Yeah. I'm just, I mean, come on. It's, yeah, right. Every time you give this, the guy a little I mean, bit of a boost in the rankings. Yeah, is is that what it's going to be with him? That's my. Uh, that's the worry with Ebron. It yeah. is. And it's already starting. Uh, Jay Ajayi left practice today with a possible concussion, maybe. I don't know if it was. Maybe this might be cautious early on. No reason to take a chance. We are like six weeks till actual season starts, so it shouldn't matter. But yeah. we don't t- know with concussions. They, exactly. Every time they just say concussion, it just yeah. freaks me out now. Some have been lingering, so it's just something to watch. Just, you know, 
hopefully he's back practicing by next week at their earliest, uh, latest. Or whatever. I'm I mean, sure that, yeah, I'm sure they'll take him along really slowly. I mean, there's no reason to rush him back. A lot of good Duke Johnson hype out there. I don't know if you've seen all this. <laughs> For like three straight years. You know, like <laughs> now he's talking about him being a slot receiver and then trying to use him as much as possible, well, which is all good. But, yeah. I mean, is he going to be more than Tavon Austin ever? You know, that kind of thing. It feels like that's where he's kind of yeah, lucky. And not not to mention you're you're saying slot receiver on the Browns, right? So like who is he beating out really? No. Like we all know he can catch the ball. It's I, just it's not It fan- means nothing for me fantasy wise. Fantasy yeah, fantasy wise, it's just not Not yet. I, nothing, I would have to see yeah, that. There's nothing there. Um yeah, there's I mean there's other random news. Latavius Murray's no timetable for his return. Dalvin Cook moves up maybe a little bit. Andrew Luck news yet? Yeah, there's still people are starting to wonder. Like, there's not like any guarantee that he's coming out and playing week one. So yeah, I'm actually one of those people starting to yeah. worry about him. Yeah, um, you haven't seen him throw yet. I mean, especially with you know, obviously the other the other top tier quarterbacks have jumped over him. You start wondering, do you wait on him? Is he worth taking? Yep. I mean, if you have to pay a premium, I'm still. Some news about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers backfield that mm. when Doug Martin comes back. He's not guaranteed the starting job, which he's not. Of course, he's not. That's what they're going to say. Yeah, yeah. They're going somebody. They have to earn it, right? Yeah. So that's what it is. And there's also then more news that they could use a committee with Rodgers and then their rookie Jeremy McNichols, Charles Sims. Maybe it's just something to stay away from. Uh, Maybe, but, but Martin still. If you can get Martin for cheap, late, we'll talk. Probably not about Martin today. Yeah, no, he's not, not going to be on this episode. But we'll talk about him Thursday and what we think about him. And it's just. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. Are you going to come out right now and be like, as soon as this suspension is up, yep. he's going to get his starting spot and, you, you know, just alienate Jack was Rogers and, you know, all the other young guys in that backfield? Peter King says that the Broncos want to use Jamal Charles basically eight to ten touches a game. I can see that. Doesn't make me like his fantasy prospects that much, but well, he's been good in limited work before. Yeah. The so. limited work doesn't – it. At least saying that this early makes me believe he's healthy enough and dynamic enough where he can actually be helpful in those 10 plays. Otherwise, why would you use him? Devontae Booker's now looks out for the season. So that we were worried about that three person. Now it's only it's Anderson and Charles. CJ Anderson, you know, Mm -hmm. it's interesting. And Jamal Charles is always going to be a scary guy looming there. But I think that kind of completely clears the path for CJ Anderson. Jonathan Stewart says that Christian McCaffrey is pretty unstoppable running routes out of the backfield. He says basically that no one in the league is going to be able to cover him one-on-one. I'd, so I hope he's right. <laughs> so we'll, we'll talk about McCaffrey today. Yep. I'm pretty sure he makes our top 20. Other than that, we got oh, Kenneth Dixon. He's going to be out for the season to another running back. So that kind of changes up. the we, we were hyping. You were starting to hype Woodhead a little bit as one of these guys no one's talking about. That ended. Everyone's talking yeah, about Yeah, everyone's talking <laughs> so. <laughs> so I guess we're going to have to jump on the West bandwagon or something and if we want to be it, different. <laughs> it's Terrence West, Danny Woodhead, and Terrence West is just – he's okay, but he's just this boring player. And I know we'll talk about Woodhead next week. I'm not even sure. We'll probably talk about West. He's going to be there close to that top 40-ish range. He yeah, should no. be probably 30 to 40. We don't, I don't have it all yet. But, yeah, that's kind of the news. Anything more you've seen, Joe? That's pretty much – you know, it's just all people predicting people are yeah. doing something or this guy's amazing. A lot more yeah. hype stuff than, yeah, than legitimate, just, you know, injury information. There, there really isn't much. Um, nothing major yet. So let's no. get into the ranks. Number one, David Johnson. Ranks number one for you. Ranks number one for me. Oh, really? He yes. jumped over Bell finally for you, it's, huh? It, yeah. And it basically comes down, it's probably nothing major, but Bell 
the holdout currently. Mm-hmm. He's he, he obviously he hasn't signed the tender for the franchise tag. He doesn't have to, so he doesn't have to be there. That's it's really well this. He's not really holding out because they can't actually negotiate a long term deal anyway right now. After that deadline passed, he mm-hmm. can only sign the tender. He yeah. can't get a long term deal, so there's nothing to hold out for. He has that's his, that's the only deal. But he's just going to take his time. I just don't know what that means. Not getting reps in practice shouldn't matter for Bell, but it's just one reason why if you were torn on these two, it's just it's something to make you say, okay, I'll take David Johnson instead. Just just you know, just because exactly that's that's it. It's just something to give you a reason to pick one of the one over the other. Right, exactly. That's all it is. Those two are going to be incredibly close. You could make a case for either one of them, and I would have no issue with, with it. With David Johnson, I mean, I can almost think that he is the only running back I can think of that you don't have something negative to say. What do you have negatives? There's nothing about David Johnson. Everybody else on this list, you can say one thing. Bell, hold out. Zeke, suspension, you know, whatever. McCoy, injury prone, old <laughs> at this point. Michael Gordon, yards per carry. Like, you can go down this list, and there's something on everybody except David Johnson. And he's going to be good. Yeah. I mean, really, as long as the injury bug doesn't bite him, he I mean, should be dominant. Can, can we come up with a, a thing to worry about David Johnson with? Carson Palmer's old, and if he gets hurt and he can't play, that yeah, maybe they can some, load up the box now yeah. since their wide receivers haven't John, shown it last year. But if John Brown can't do anything, Fitzgerald falls off a cliff. That's about it. Yeah. But that that almost injury yeah. last year looked pretty gruesome for an almost injury. Like there's really not a whole lot you can. No, say it's, about it's this tough guy. to see a scenario other than injury that David Johnson doesn't finish. He'll finish top five for any back. That's that's all you need. Like yeah, he's Especially, probably be number one or two, but he's. At minimum, he's giving me top five. Oh, especially and, when they're talking about all of the carries they want to get him, yeah. all of the you know receptions. If they really do follow through with that, yep. this guy is going to be the biggest difference maker on in fantasy once again. And he was last year too. So yep. our number two is Le'Veon Bell, and he's right there for me with Johnson, skill wise, talent wise, all that. It's just we'll see. He hasn't finished many seasons. That's kind of an issue. Injuries have kind of plagued plagued him a little bit, haven't they? Like, he doesn't finish the season very often, like a full season. So, yeah, a little bit. I mean, uh, you know, taking into account he missed some time yes. for suspension. There's a reason why, like, for some reason he doesn't finish full seasons. Yeah. I mean, they're for one reason or another. <laughs> maybe this year he finishes all 16, but maybe not. Maybe the this holdout thing. You never know what could happen. If he, he, I'm sure he's getting ready in the right way, in his own way. We would think. I mean, he's an NFL player. He wants a big contract. He should be getting ready in the right way, but... You never know. I mean, you don't know. He's not with the team. And I really, you don't really have to hype up Bell, but just to show how dominant he was yeah. in only 12 <laughs> games last year, he had 260 rushing uh, attempts for over 1,200 yards, seven TDs, and then he had 75 receptions as well for over 600 yards and another two TDs. Like, and that was in 12 games. I mean, it was <laughs> mind blowing how good he was. It it really is. And. Now, hold on, I did hear that, though, when he actually wants to be paid as a number one running back and a number two wide receiver put together. That is the, first of all, okay, it, way to go. That's a ballsy it move. It is, but it doesn't work in today's NFL. No. Running backs, they just don't make that much. They don't. They don't. It doesn't happen anymore. It just cracked me up when I heard that. Yeah, I, was just, like, I was like, way to go. At least, you know, at least go for it. Might as well. Yeah, What's the worst that can happen? Running backs just don't get those kind of deals. And I can't see the Steelers of all teams. They feel like a more of a Patriots type you know, organization that's not going to go crazy with right. something like that, which you can plug in a lot of running backs. Yeah, I know Bell's great, but you can still plug in. A, you can get a good running back if you have a good offense going, but who knows next year. Maybe, I think they're waiting with Roethlisberger too, and he, if he retires, it could be a different 
you know, dynamic next year. So. It could. Well, they'll they'll need him more though. I mean, how helpful is he to a exactly. quarterback? But he's number two for me for both of us. But he was my number one up until recently, and I just had to. They were pretty much one A and one B anyway. Just looking for a reason to edge one out. Number three is Zeke. We have not dropped him with all this potential suspension news. If if the suspension comes down, we'd have to basically wait and see how many games it is, and that would help determine if we move him down or if we don't. We've kind of talked about that a couple weeks ago in the episode. If it's a one-two game suspension, we're definitely not dropping him. Three, start to think maybe a little bit more, but probably not. Four, we have to start talking about it a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. And as of right now, he's our number three. And, you, you know, we thought, like, he could have the most – probably – most reliable, he could be the most reliable running back, almost more than Bell. Yeah, if, if he was going to play, the if we knew everything was going on, but he's going to be great too. The offensive line, I don't know if they'll be quite as good. They'll still be really good. It does, they don't have to be as good as last year to have, for him to have a very good season. I just don't see any reason other than suspension why he won't be a top guy. That's why these three are the top. Yeah, and it's just that's why he doesn't move down that far either. We no. have, we have mentioned it before, but once you get to that point, I, I, you know that tier definitely falls off. Yep. Um, and not to mention, you can make it if it is only two or three, two definitely. But if it's three games, you can make up for that. You know, by doing a Jack was Rogers late or something like that, yep. where you getting him back is still worth the amount of points you're going to gain on everyone else. So yep. you would be much, you know, much stronger of a team moving forward after that three-game suspension. So if you can win a two out of three, you know, using a backup running back or whatever lineup you decide to put in, yep. um, he's still that much better. And, you know, and I love the next guy we're going to talk about, but that's just the way it is. Those top three are on a different level. They, they just are. It's just a completely different level. There's – I mean, there's no way around. Everyone, I mean, we're not we're not breaking ground here. Everyone no. has them in the top three. It's they're and it's pretty much in this order for the most part, as of right now, because of everything going on. This is the top three almost in everybody's ranks. So mm-hmm. we're not, you know, anything special here. But number four is Lashawn McCoy, who's typically the number four in most lists. He is, I think, the consensus number four yet. We did have um, some interesting Instagram post comment reaction to a little Gordon versus McCoy. Just trying, I wanted to see people's what their thoughts are. It kind of is all over the board. People basically, we was talking about both of these guys, McCoy and Gordon. Gordon's our fifth, and he's not far off from McCoy. I don't think in either of our minds, but no. The reason people we just think McCoy's just a little better yet. Gordon, I mean, yards per carry was down last year. I don't know what that means. He had a lot of one yard touchdowns that can bring it down. His offensive line wasn't very good, but are they really that much better? That's what I hear a lot of people talking about with Gordon, why Gordon should be ahead of McCoy. Oh, Gordon's offensive line was much worse, you know, so maybe he's actually could be he's better than McCoy. Okay, yeah, even if he's a better running back, if his offensive line's still worse, it's still worse. Like, Buffalo has a pretty good offensive line. They're still going to run the ball well. It, you know, you can't just make up for that. Yeah, and so, I mean, Gordon's younger, yes. he Maybe he's better. Who knows? The yards per carry were much, much different. McCoy's over five. Yeah, McCoy, I mean... He had the best, you know, yard per clip he's ever had in his career. And I know one of the biggest knocks against him is the fact that his age is starting to get up there. But you watch him last year and it did yep. not seem to affect him. I mean, he also set uh well, he was second um all time for his career in TDs rushing. Yep. I mean, he did a lot of great things last year and this is a run first offense. I mean, whether it's him or Tyra, like someone's yep. running the ball the majority yep. of the time. Yep. Um maybe the only thing that I mean, would it even affect him if Watkins plays an entire season? It would just maybe open up a few more holes. Like, besides for injury, 
Um, you know what I mean? I, I don't see him. I don't see this as the year that age is going to get no, him. No, McCoy. It's for McCoy. The only the knock against him is potential injury. People trying to say age twenty nine. Yes, they might start to. I don't really feel like twenty nine is the, fall, the downfall year. It's 30, 31. 29, They're still there. They're yeah. still good at twenty nine for the most part. I there's not many running backs that completely fall off at twenty nine. And he was really good. I, I don't see him just completely dropping off. It's injury is the only thing that's going to do that. But Melvin Gordon was hurt last year too. And you know, it, I, I like Mo Gordon a lot. I just if I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the guy who did it, has done it more often. McCoy or Gordon was very touchdown reliant last year. Why his numbers were so good? Yeah, and, and he really only has one year to go yeah. off of, right? And I think he's a really really good running back. It's just if that is that line improved enough where he can actually find some holes and not get hit in the backfield every time. That was his problem year one. So. Yeah, which, I mean, you know, you look at year one and he had zero touchdowns yep. and 184 rush attempts. So, yep. you know, and I realized he had other people around him. So you're wondering, hey, maybe he has a better backup this year. Um, you know, you have a lot more weapons to throw to. Uh, Keenan Allen is back, Hunter Henry. We, we've gone over him many, many times. Yep. Um, so those things could possibly kind of hinder him. But I think there's a lot of room for improvement for this guy, too, hence why I, I like him so much. Yep. I mean, I, I think his yards can go up. I think his TDs are – I mean, really, it's 10, right? And and McCoy had 13. Like, there yeah. is room in that to, to raise a little bit. Yep. Um, I don't know. The sky's the limit for this guy. He looked really, really impressive. And supposedly last year he made a big jump because he was he was healthy. And that rookie year he was hobbled all year. Yep. I kind of believe that. So if this is what's going to keep going, especially having one more year under your belt – I mean, I don't see any reason that he's not going to kind of repeat last year. But once again, McCoy was better than him last year, too. I'm not going to make up a reason yeah. to to downplay yeah. McCoy. That's my thing. And to me, those top three are a tier. To me, these these two are a tier. They are the second tier, and I think it ends there. I completely that's, agree it's kind of It's weird to have a second tier end at number five, but I to me, that's what it is. These two are just a step above these next guys who I kind of group together almost for, for a bit here. And they, they larger kinda, tier coming yeah. up. Which I, I think that's how it is. I think these are. That's why um, even in a draft last night, I went and got McCoy on, as a fifth pick, which in a PPR league, which people don't necessarily agree with. Maybe they think you should go wide receiver there and get like because Brown was off the board, so people were thinking you go Julio or you go Odell at that point. But man, running back is really scarce. If mm-hmm. I if you don't and I had a fifth pick, if you're in the middle of the first round of a twelve team league and you don't get a running back, what are you getting? Like, it's not going to be pretty at number one as your running back one. As I went and got Fournette in the second, that would have been my number one. And then it's – I don't even like – my second, I'm like, okay, it's decent, but you see. Yeah. you got to get one. I like Fournette, but, I mean, McCoy's the real deal. Yeah. He, guaranteed. And, and, you know, in a PPR even, I mean, he did yeah. have 50 receptions, and that's nothing to, you know, to – disregard especially when you're talking about a running back but we might be going a little bit against the grain saying to get McCoy and Gordon over those wide receivers those top at least people the top three consensus receivers people are saying to get those guys maybe over McCoy and Gordon but I don't agree I don't I don't either I think because you can make up for it though yeah at least I go McCoy over them maybe I guess if it maybe Antonio Brown over Melvin Gordon. Yeah, I, that's where I think it goes. Okay, I can see the Antonio Brown. Oh, but I still go McCoy over owner. Brown. I just do. I do too because I, I think it's it, once again I think it's easier to make up for that wide receiver later than it is yeah. for running back. Yeah, and see, this is it's nothing to do with talent there. That's where people no. need to really think about their rosters. We'll get into that in another episode, like yeah. roster building. But and I know like, people are going to lose their minds. Like they're going to have a lot of hate for saying that. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's true. Just, like 
running back is so difficult. Yeah. Don't put yourself in a hole already. I yep. mean, you might get lucky. Who knows? Something might fall to you. But I'm not going to take that risk because, yeah, I mean, just, you see the people you can, the quality players you can get later. Yeah. The majority of them are wide receiver. Yeah, and that's just, we'll, we'll have a whole episode, I think, on that at some point here, just talking about how to construct a roster. Yeah. And it, it, this is more than one way to do it, but I think there's a better way to do it possibly. So. Especially this. It's year to <laughs> yeah. year, but this year. All right. We'll get to number six here. Ended up being Devontae Freeman for us. He's my sixth, your seventh. This is the first player we differ on. If you didn't know, we realized the top five we were identical on. Which we've pretty much been, except for a couple guys here or there. Well, guys I was going to say, I think I had Zeke higher. Yeah, before. we switched those two yeah. around. We switched those top three slightly. But it's Devontae Freeman ends up as our number six. And it's, I mean, at this point, how do you how do you disagree with how good he's been in, on a great offense? It, and this is where, but this is where it gets like, okay, the guys around him are like, okay, there's not a lot of guys who have done it for very long. The funny thing is, he's almost done it for longer than them. He has over maybe not Demarco coming up, but. Over the other guys around him, he has. Yeah, I mean, he's the old, he's the he's the veteran here in these next tier. If you look at your list, which is crazy. think about it, he is he's the guy who he has, has the most most experience here, except for Demarco Murray, who's coming up on our list. Exactly. So he's going into what his fourth year, yeah. two years in a row, he's been the yeah. starred primary running back, <laughs> and both years he has been very good. <laughs> he has the most. It's just crazy to think that Devontae Freeman has the most history behind him, and he does. And, how can you say after those two great years that it's gonna anything's gonna go down? The only thing, the only argument people have, oh, Kyle Shanahan's gone. That's it. Yeah, and notice the funny thing about um, that is his numbers didn't change almost at all. Yeah. The only thing that changed was his rushing went down about forty rush attempts, and he got the he got more yardage. Yeah. I mean, he was more pro, like efficient with those carries, and he had eleven touchdowns running both of the last two years, and he had three receiving. Uh, two years ago and then two this past season. So, really, it, it doesn't change a whole lot for him. He's kind of a consistent in this offense. Yeah, and um, the only people will say Tevin Coleman could take away from him. I don't think Tevin Coleman's what, – what they did last year, I think that's what they're going to do. Coleman has his value differently. He's not going to – it's not going to be a 50-50 work split workload. I don't think that. It's never going to be quite that, and I think Freeman has the job. And they're, we're talking about a long-term deal with the guy right now. Yeah. If you're not going to – in the NFL these days, you're not signing a long-term con- long-term contract with a running back. You're not going to use him, and he's going to be your main guy. It's just yeah. not going to happen. And it's one of those very rare situations where you can actually play both of those running yeah. backs, and I, I wouldn't even blink an eye at that. All right, number seven for us ended up being Jordan Howard. He's your sixth player, my ninth player. Right. I dropped him just a couple spots. No, no, I'm not telling you. These, for me, there's four guys right here that are very interchangeable, and he's just one of them. He just happens to be below them right now. And, I mean, he did it. He's a rookie last year. He doesn't have much behind it, but he did that with a bad offense. So there's the knock on him. He plays in a terrible offense. I don't think they're going to be worse than they were last year. I think they're only going to be better than they were last year. I mean, they had Alshon, but he wasn't quite himself. They're going to have Cam Meredith now, another year under his belt. Kevin White possibly, maybe, could be something. We don't know yet, but if he is, Mike Lennon, I think, is a serviceable quarterback. Can, you know, at least make defenses respect him. Because he's not, he might not go crazy and feel like you know put up these huge numbers. But I feel like he's good enough to make people respect it, and they, if they make a mistake, he'll make them pay for it. So they're not going to completely be able to load the box up against Howard. And I mean, they pretty much could last year, and he still did well. So why? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I guess that's my whoever has that argument of you know he's on a bad team or hey he had he's flash in the pan he had one year. I mean, tell me what is really different with that team, and tell me how 
he had he played 15 games, right? And the first three, he really wasn't even the starter. And he still had uh, 1,300 yards. And on those 1,300 yards, he only has six TDs. So he has the chance to raise that point uh, very, very quickly, if he, especially if he gets off to a hot start. Because yep. those first three games, I mean, they're almost a wash. You really don't even count them in. I, I think he wasn't didn't even play week one and then two and three. I think it was still uh, uh, Langford. Yeah, I mean, if people disagree with it, I mean, okay, what? who behind him are you going to put ahead of him? That has that has a track record, even more than Jordan Howard. Yeah, like that. It's just it. It's not there. No, the opportunity is just point blank. He's going to get a ton of yeah. rushes. It's just not there. Running backs weak. That's why we go. And you, we want these top running backs because we like Jordan Howard a lot. But yeah, there is question marks. In a normal year, we might be like, eh, put him down a little bit. Even more, he's eleventh, twelfth guy. Right. No, they're just not. The guys aren't there. You don't have. You know, you've lost to number one in Adrian Peterson from last year. You've lost to number one in Jamal Charles from last year. Like, those kind of guys would have been above these guys. Mm-hmm. And we don't have those anymore. No one replaced him to be the top guy. So, it's just not – it's just a year where there's just – it's just not as – it's not as good here. Even last year, like, an Eddie Lacy would have been ahead of these, actually, probably, in some drafts. Like, he was up there yet. Yeah, it's crazy was. to think about that. It's – you don't – you've lost a lot of number one guys and not right now have a sure thing to replace them. So a guy like Howard is maybe – maybe he is higher than you on a normal year, you would think. Because you would like Jordan Howard as your number two back. You, oh, yeah. He, he, number one, you're okay, but you really want him as your number two. But I mean, it's just – If you could get number two, that would be amazing. But that – I mean, that's <laughs> not going to happen more than likely. That's why running back so weak. It yeah. just is. Number eight, DeMarco Murray. My seventh, your ninth. I actually put him – He's been all over the board for me. I had him six when we did initial ranks months ago. Dropped him to ninth. Put him back up to seventh. I, I mean, I have no problem with this guy. He just has more things around him that can derail yes, his it's production. It's Derrick Henry. It's like, yeah. are they really – do? how much do they want to use Derrick Henry? And we don't know that, and we're not going to know that. And so that's – if he gets a similar workload to last year, he's going to be great. And that's kind of how I have it ranked right now. But this is early. This is preseason just starting. Training camp's just starting. We'll see how Derrick Henry really looks. If Derrick Henry just looks amazing in preseason, you might want to drop Murray slightly, a couple spots. Yeah. It just because if he looks great, I feel like they'll use him a little bit more. Yeah. Not, it, he's not going to take the job from Murray unless Murray gets hurt, I, I believe. I just don't see Murray falling off a cliff talent-wise. It's just how many carries. He had a lot of carries under his belt. And it's just Derrick Henry can be a great running back. So. Yep. And I've said it many of times, but, I mean, to your point, I mean, it's so true. If if some player is very good, they're not going to just keep him on the bench. They're going to yeah. play him. And, you know, same thing. If you have DeMarco Murray, you know, he's, once again, he's 29 right now, right? So he's about to be 30 this year. Um, not that you're worried about him falling off completely, but if you can keep him healthy by using, you know, Henry Moore, you know, why wouldn't you do that? It'd be better, especially if you make the playoffs. It'd be better for, you know, next year for Murray as well. Yeah. I think it helps, benefits the whole team as a, a football team. So I, I think it just makes more sense. Um, that being said, Murray is way too good to complete, you know, to yeah. think that Henry is going to take a a large enough workload away from him in order to really make him plummet because he was a top 10 guy last year. I have no reason to think he won't be a top 10 yeah. this year. I don't either. Number nine's Jay Ajayi, who's actually both of our number eight running back. Yeah. Um, it's it's opportunity. It's that's it. He's one of the few guys who should be a sure thing back. There is the guys behind him aren't bad, and they have a good offensive line. So maybe partially is the offensive line, but Jay Ajayi, like different metrics, he ranks very well last year. 
He had those three 200-yard games. The downfall people will try to use against him is he had these other, other games. He was terrible. You know, if you take away his 200-yard games, he's no good. Yeah, that's true. You know, you could take if you take away three 200-yard games, maybe he isn't <laughs> as good. But that think about right. three 200-yard games. It just, I mean, that's pretty amazing to get that three times. There's something, I mean, you're a special player if you can run in the NFL for 200 yards three times. That's pretty much it. Yes, other games probably didn't do as well. I mean, how much of that has to do with the fact that Ryan Tannehill is not a great NFL quarterback? You don't have to worry about him as much. So that's going to be it. If Tannehill can't do anything and you know, Devontae Parker doesn't step up and, you know, all these other things happen, maybe they can stack the box against the Jai, and it could not be pretty. He's getting you eight points a game, and he, he's Lamar Miller from last year, maybe something like that. You know, so I don't, I don't know. That's kind of what I could see happening. I, I just, I have a feeling that offense is gonna be a little bit better, and in turn, Ajay will be okay. I, that's pretty much why. And we normally, I think in another, another, just another player on a normal year, you probably don't want him as your number one running back. You don't. He, he comes with more question marks. He does. And Ajay might be the guy in the top ten. That's going to be the most exciting to watch because I think he has potential to really leapfrog some people, and he also has the potential to really fall. So, hence, he comes with a large, a larger risk factor, um, yep. which I tend to stay away from in my number one back situation. But, I mean, you can't deny how, how talented the guy is. And, and when he showed up last year, he was incredible. Um, so, you know, that's risk-reward. That's what it comes down to, Ajayi. So yep. depending on how you want to build your team, if you can weather that, stomach it, he'd be a lot of fun to have on your team. Yeah, and that uh, he is on my, my team in our in our main league, yeah, room, which uh, people don't like us talking about leagues maybe. But you know what? Hey, we'll talk about our league a little bit. It gives, us, gives you context maybe on our league. And Ajayi is my keeper, one of my keepers. But I don't want him as my number one running back. And that's how I'm going to tell you people. Like, yes, he is a, for me, he's, he's on my team, but I don't trust him as my number one yet. But he should be. That's what he is. He is a number one, but that's how weak running back is. So it's just you get two good running backs. I keep telling people this. You just, you just have to do it. Number 10 is actually a tie. And in it, our tiebreaker that we use can't be used because it's it. We basically what we do. We put our ranks together to let people know. I have it's Leonard Fournette and Ty Gurley. I have <laughs> I have Fournette 11. You have him 10. I have Gurley 10, you have Gurley 11. What we do usually, if they tie, so they have their score, whoever has the lowest rank is the guy we'll put ahead, but these two tie. Mm-hmm. So they're uh, ten, They're both number 10. There's no tiebreaker here. I could have just put my guy number one. You would have never known. I would have never known. <laughs> Not until I said it and thought about it, but it's Fournette and Gurley, so we can just talk about them together. Yeah. Fournette, we, he's a just a great pro. These two are like the best running back prospects, two of the three best running back prospects. Pecs, I can't talk today. <laughs> Two of the three best running back prospects in the last three years, with Zeke being the other, obviously. And it really, these two are great. Gurley was amazing his rookie year when he played. Just he plays on a terrible team, and he just couldn't make it work. That's why it's. I think he's a. I I thought he was a better running back than Jordan Howard, but Jordan Howard made it work on a terrible team. Gurley couldn't quite do it. What's that mean? I don't know. I I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt for one more year. If he can't do it this year, maybe it is. Maybe maybe there's something there. It's just not. We thought Trent Richardson was great rookie year, his first year. He had an amazing year, and then he just fell off. So we've seen it before. And Trent Richardson was a number three pick. We all thought he had all the talent in the world to do it. I don't think that's Gurley, but 
started to make that comparison last year, the Trent Richardson one, and I, as kind of a joke right. at first. And if you go a couple weeks into this year and it's still happening, I think it might be more legitimate than you think. <laughs> I don't think that. I don't think that. I don't believe that. But that's the girly thing. He's. It's kind of like you're getting him there. That's the part that sucks. You have to get him as like the 10th, 11th running back, hoping he is what he was his rookie year. And if he's not, if he's your number one, you are hurting yeah. bad. Fournette, a rookie. That's it. He's a rookie. Yeah, he's rookie. an amazing prospect, but he's a rookie. On, he's not going into a situation like Zeke did last year. He's going into the Jacksonville Jaguars, who I think are improving, but yeah, uh, are, but you don't, don't know. Really, you don't really know with that running no. game because they've never really had a running back. I shouldn't say never. They, just the last year, they didn't have a running back that could really show how good that offensive line was. Well, so maybe, or maybe he's going to be running into brick walls it, like like Gurley did all last year. Was it Brandon Albert, the, t- the tackle they had traded Miami for? Just retired today. That's right. So did. I, saw that. I don't know how much they were expecting him to be. He was a little bit older, obviously retired, but he was coping. They were hoping he would come in and help boost that line, but he retired. So we'll see what happens there. I still think Fournette's good enough. That's why he's up there 11 for me, 10 for you. But both of these guys are very similar. It's you banking on their their actual talent and hoping they can overcome the situation and be good enough. They have p- number one potential here, like number like number one in the NFL potential here, which guys below them I do, don't feel like do, which we'll get into in a second. These two I just feel like have the potential to be a number one back. If you At the end of this year, if you said, okay, Leonard Fournette was the number two back in the NFL. Todd Gurley was number three. I'd be like, okay, I believe it. He's, I wouldn't believe it in the next guy. So that's just why they're yeah. there. Yeah, and, you know, Todd Gurley, you're taking a little bit of yeah. a leap of a faith. But the numbers were so bad. And, you know, they, they switched up some of the coaching. Um, supposedly, it, I don't know what they were talking about, more situational. Um, I'm just hoping that they're going to put him in a, a better situation in order yeah. to succeed. And I think last year it was more – them trying to eke out a few wins and them trying to bring Jared Goff around. I think now they realize, hey, like, you know, this guy needs our attention. He can actually win us ball games. Yep. Um, I think that's going to be it. And Todd Gurley, even as much as he struggled, they gave him a insane workload for only getting 3.2 yards a carry. Yep. And, you know, he's still got almost 900 yards and six touchdowns. So the biggest, you know, thing against him, I don't think he's ever going to not play, right? There's no one behind yeah, him. Exactly. He's never going to be benched. Yeah. Um, the big thing about him is, you know, can he, pretty much can he overcome his team's shortcomings? And, um, yeah, that's pretty I mean, much it. Really it. I mean, that's that's really it. I mean, there's nothing I can knock against no. the guy. You've seen how talented he is. And that's the problem, why we keep harping and harping and harping. I get running backs early. In a 12-team league, these are running back ones. And man, I just I don't want them as my number one back. I, I don't feel comfortable enough yeah. with it. I, I, there's nothing that makes me feel comfortable if that's my number one. And if you got Todd Gurley at you know 10, 11, even if he repeated last year, it wouldn't necessarily kill it you kill like you. like yeah, it did exactly. last year. It's not going to kill you. Just these guys do have the potential to be up there. But if you get them as a number two back for your team, okay, that's perfect. Yeah, that's wonderful. So number twelve is Isaiah Crowell. He's your twelfth, my thirteenth player. Okay. But that's kind of where this again. It's not as he only he, did, he was under a thousand yards last year. We just everyone kind of expects that for some reason his yard his carries are going to go up and he's going to get more yards. But I don't know if they will, but maybe they don't need to. Like if he's just safe and he's okay in this range, I don't think he, they necessarily need to go up too much because I don't think they will. I don't see like 
I think more people, some people are predicting like a big jump for Kawhi. I don't really see the big jump happening. Maybe a slight jump, but I mean, not. I don't see it like this major jump happening. I don't. I mean, depending on what you mean by major, just jump, like I mean, I like up to like fourteen hundred yards kind of thing. I don't see that. Oh, oh like maybe I, like eleven hundred. I thought you meant for yeah. uh, for carries. I was like, I think he could go up significantly in carries. I mean, if, if you got him another forty carries, yeah, I, I mean, that's I think huge. The reason I don't see it is because I don't think the Browns are that much better. They they want they just think they right. want to run in the ball. They actually would like to. I just don't feel like they'll actually right. be in situations where, where they're actually going to work out because I think they're improving, but I don't think this is the year where they're there yet. That's my knock on it is, yeah, even you can say everything you want about trying to get him the carries, but if you're losing these games by double digits, you just can't. Right. That's you where can't I think the worry comes in. That's the only thing. It's nothing against Crowell. I think he's an okay NFL running back. He's not He's not amazing, He's but he's not bad. He's he's good. He's good. Yeah. He's, he's, he's just, I think he's good, but he's on a bad team. and We'll just see. If, if the Browns are better, it changes a lot of things. He can get more carries. He'll be up there more. And if they do – put Duke Johnson in different situations and don't run him very much. There isn't anybody to take carries away from Crowell. It's really about game situations for him. Is his team going to be in enough games where he gets enough carries? That's pretty much and it. And that's what it comes down to. It really is. That's that's what it comes down to with Crowell. If they're, it's, yeah, if the Browns are a little bit better, Crowell will be a little bit better. If they're not, he'd still be good enough as a running back. Two, probably. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, he's on that borderline. That's what it comes to. attempts really. It comes yeah. down to attempts. The guys above him get a lot more attempts. Yeah. If you can get him to 230 rushes, yeah. um, that number for TDs probably can go up to 10. Yeah. Knowing from seven to 10, um, he's going to have over a thousand yards more than likely. And yeah. I mean, last year what 4.8 yards a carry. Yeah. Um, I mean, he was very very good, good on a very bad team. Yeah. So. You're hoping that they, you know, are better. Shore, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shore up some things and they're in a closer uh, ball games. Number 13 is this is where it gets ugly, starting to. Lamar Miller, 13. He's my 12th, your 14th. So I actually did have him ahead of Crowell, but it's mainly off of I think they have a better team and he'll have more mm-hmm. workload. Don't love the player. I think he's, he's just, he didn't, I thought he was a better player than he has seemed to be. That's kind of what it is with Lamar Miller. Going into last year, I just based off his Miami tape, I thought he was good, was a good running back, and everyone else kind of did too, and it just didn't happen. I mean, is that the Osweiler effect, and he just made everybody around him worse? We'll get to see, but in today's in the NFL, though, he is a he is a second running back. He's still that. He, I think he's going to be okay, but I just don't know if you have the big upside with him. That's my worry. It's just kind of you know what you're getting with him and. Some if you have a stacked wide receiver group and Lamar Miller is your number two running back with a good running back, then you're okay. I'm fine with that. But he's nothing special. He's not exciting. I don't even like talking about him. He's just it's it's just a four yard to carry. Yeah. Just kind of. And yeah. I I know I know people. I I do differ. Like I I wish I could actually put him lower. And I know a lot of people like Lamar Miller, but the the thing I worry about is he's never really had a, a giant workload. Um, you know, one time in Miami, he had over 200 rushes, and that was a lot for him. And then last year, he had almost 270, 200, yeah, 268. Um, and he barely got over, you know, a thousand yards, and he really didn't even get any in the receiving game. That's the big red flag for me. Um, a guy that's not known for, you know, getting red zone touches, and now you're not using him in the passing game as much. And, you know, it's, Brock Osweiler's not there, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be calling plays differently either. Yep. Um, and also, um, you know, I don't know why people think things are going to change so drastically this first year. Like, you know, yes, you don't have Osweiler, and he was really, really bad. <laughs> like, I, 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 I can't state that enough. 
But you're you got to start Savage or the rookie Watson, and yeah, I'm rooting for those guys. But you know, QB is a very difficult place, you know, role to play on a team. So I, I can't uh, imagine them stepping in and just all of a sudden changing the offense completely. Um, so this guy, I, I assume he probably won't get quite as many rushes. I'm hoping he gets more in the reception game. Um, I just don't see a whole lot of upside for this. Me too. That's and last year he was 17th. Yeah. I mean, I don't see him getting better than he did last year. I think we know what Lamar Miller is at this point. He's been in the NFL long enough where team players don't usually have a big jump at this many years in. It might happen after one or two or if you move to a new team, but he already went to the new team. It just didn't happen. I think he's okay. He's just, you know, get him as a running back too. Don't reach. I've, I've actually seen him in some, like, actual bigger experts. I'm not going to, you know, I don't need to call out anybody, but – like as, as high as eighth, yeah. Like and people, people get, really I, like him. I guess I, guess, I just, I, I, guess I just don't understand the. I guess you can grab stats and kind of look at him however you want. And yeah. some might say, "Hey, he finally got the workload. Now with Osweiler out of the way, he'll get the production." I don't see it that way. Um, yeah. But you know, that's. I guess that's just a, a difference of opinion. Why I would actually like to have him lower. I just yep. the, the running backs around him. That would that would be unfair. Number 14 is Marshawn Lynch, my 14th year, 13th. Why are you it, He's there just because we he's on a good offense. He's not going to get a major workload from everything we've been hearing, about 200 carries, probably 200 touches, whatever. That's still good enough. That's good enough to be a running back, too, and that's where he's going to be. with The thing, yeah, it's going to be touchdown dependent with him. So he also has the chance to fall off a cliff and not be any good. But – that's the risk you're going to take if you're drafting Marshawn Lynch is, yeah, you could be getting all those touchdowns. You could get a very good player or you could get somebody who's just going to just be – he might come in and just not have it. He might not be done. We don't know. So a little bit of a risk, but there's some big upside there. It's just kind of – I'm probably avoiding him most of my leagues. That's just – I like to not take a lot of risk on my running backs. I like to be decently safe. Maybe Lynch is a safe option. I don't know. What are you thinking? He, he does. He comes with more risk, right? Yeah. The thing I do love about him, um, I mean, he had a year to heal up pretty much if he had anything wrong with him, um, which, you know, this final year he yeah. seemed like he was kind of banged up. But the guy runs incredibly hard. I think he fits Oakland's offense very, very well. Um, and, you know, exactly what you were talking about when you were talk, um, saying, hey, he maybe he'll only get 200 carries. Yeah. If he had 200 carries, I, I still love him at this position because you look at Latavius Murray and what he was able to do. Um yeah, guy's a physical specimen, right? But I wouldn't call him the world's best running back by any means. I, I think Marshawn Lynch has uh, just the knack for finding holes, um, you know, getting extra yardage. Um, and Latavius Murray ended up the 13th running back, and he had less than 200 yeah. carries. And, yeah, he had 12 touchdowns running. But I don't see why those um, opportunities won't present themselves you know, to Lynch. Yeah. So I think, I think he's – I think I love him at this spot. And I know – he does come with risk, don't get me wrong, because he didn't miss a year. I might be missing something completely with age or his physical ability. But if everything checks out, I think he's I think he's a relatively safe play. And I think that's where I differ from a lot of people. I think we have him in a good spot here. This is where he should be. Some people might have him higher, and I don't like that. This is this is about right for him, yeah. I think. Number 15 is probably going to surprise you here. Joe Mixon. He's your, he's your number 17. He's my number 17. Oh, it's wow. just the way it works. We just, yeah, different. It's the way it works. So we're both not. We, it's weird how this worked out consensus wise. Joe Mixon's our consensus fifteenth. We actually don't have him higher than seventeenth. There's just a couple players we'll get to in a minute that we differ on. Those are our big differences, yeah. and it actually so it jumps Mixon. 
It looks like he's going to get the opportunity there, I think, but it's still Hills there. I mean, oh, man, I don't know what to think about this. I've been fighting this for so long, but at at some point I just have to – Take what everyone else says into it account. Like and I mean, from the NFL, from everything we're hearing, is Mixon. It seems like it's Mixon, and Hill's had his chance, and he's not done it. Gio's still recovering, but it sounds like he's actually coming back quicker than expected from the ACL injury. I don't know if that affects Mixon. I think it's more of a Mixon versus Hill thing. I think Gio's kind of gotten to his role. Maybe this is way too high for Mixon. I mean, we both think 15 is a little high. <laughs> He, he, he comes with just it's a ton a huge, of question marks. a huge upside here. Or big down, this is a big risk here. But this is why you take those running backs early because you get into this situation. you got Joe Mixon here at 15. Either way, even if he's not 15, he's a running back too. And so, and actually I'm looking at it, I understand even looking at our list, when we get these next couple guys here to round out a list, like, okay, yeah, he is more probably running back one potential than some of these guys. So I don't have a lot to say about Mixon because I haven't seen much of his college tape even. And I haven't, we haven't seen preseason yet, so we don't really know. It's just yeah. kind of we're going off NFL experts and college scout and all this kind of stuff. It's waiting to see for me on Mixon. Yeah, and this is why I didn't want to put him up higher um, because that backfield is he's going to have an opportunity without a doubt. But if for some reason Hill like holds on to that short yardage yeah. situational kind of stuff, yeah. I mean, the last three years the guys had nine, eleven, and nine touchdowns. Um, if Mixon can get into that rotation, even if it's a timeshare around the goal line, um, yeah, the guy has the ability to really skyrocket. I'll give I'll give everyone that. I just don't know that yet. I just, especially with Geo, kind of you know, like you said, still coming back. Um, Mixon's not going to just all of a sudden get the primary role. I don't see that. Like I think Hill's still going to be heavily incorporated, and um, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> you just don't know. I mean, how many carries can someone get with three don't. running backs going? Yeah. Um, but I get why people are excited by him. I'm I just do, not yeah. ready to anoint him like yeah. all of a sudden this amazing running back. Yeah, but this is this is one of those situations we really got to wait and see. In our rankings update episode, closer to the season, he'll probably be a mover one way or the other. Maybe we'll mm-hmm. see. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Number sixteen is Carlos Hyde. My sixteenth, your nineteenth. This is another one. He'll be moving. We don't know what to do with him yet. Yeah. And this he has a lot of potential to be higher than this if he actually gets the job. If it, but there's there's too much chatter for me. You don't hear this. You don't. This doesn't happen. Whenever there's this much chatter about something, a player, and negatively, it usually ends up being something's right about it. I mean, it just always seems to be. Yep. There, the positive talk you can just disregard. Who cares? Some of it might be true. Most of it's not. Negative talk it seems to be much more accurate. I would say, and so it worries me. But he still has all the talent there, so he's still as of now. I'd have him this area, but. Again, I'm not comfortable with it, and I hope there's more clarity before most people draft about what to do. I don't know what I'm going to do in our draft this weekend about Carlos Hyde. It's going to be an interesting one. He could end up being – this is a player, though. You could end up getting great value on him, especially if you're drafting now. Everyone's kind of like doesn't know what to think about him. He could slip under the radar. You get him for much cheaper in an auction or something much later. That I can see happening. So he could end up being great value, or it could be a waste of pick. Yeah, it's and one of the two. I honestly, I think it's one of the two. It's great value or a wasted pick. Yep, and he's one of the guys that really slipped for me. I think he he fell. He was six like spots a, or yeah, so, quite a bit for you. Um, and the other thing that kind of the other reason I I really can hold on as much as I want. I had to drop him not only because of the negativity that's going towards him. Uh, we all know how talented he is, and the guy's only twenty five still. So still very young. Um, but, I mean, he is kind of injury-prone also. So, you mix in that 
with the fact that, hey, maybe they're going to be cutting into his workload even when he's healthy. Um, and I, that's why he's starting to fall down down my rankings. But I, I really do. I, he's one of the guys I kind of root for because every time he touches the ball, he looks really, really good. He just yeah. happens to be on um, a, a bad team and in kind of a bad situation at the moment. Yeah. Number 17, we have a tie again. This is I mean, no way to break this tie. And it's actually huge differences, which is the weird thing that this worked out. It's C.J. Anderson and Eddie Lacy. C.J. Anderson, you have at 15th. I have at 21. Eddie Lacy, I have at 15. You have Eddie Lacy at 21. So this is one of our biggest differences here. Start out with C.J. Go alphabetical order. <laughs> he hasn't been that good. He's been good at times, disappointed at times, been injured at times. So it's kind of like this is his make or break year, and I'm not sure what to think. Devontae Booker, Booker being gone does, I think, help his value quite mm-hmm. a bit. If the Jamal Charles news of 8 to 10 touches a game is legitimate, I think that means if that's legitimate news, C.J. Anderson should be the guy. And so this, maybe and, my, I should increase him a little bit. Right, And this is that you put it out. Yeah. That's my whole thing. I, after hearing this news, yeah. he had to go up because he's the only guy in town that's going to yeah. get the majority, the bulk of the load. And yeah. when he was healthy the two years before, you know, he went from his rookie year 5.4 yards a clip and then 4.7, 4.7. And then he went down to four, and he, oh, he only got through half a year before he got injured. So, um, I mean, you look at that, and I just think there's so much room to grow. And if he's the only guy in town getting those carries, I, I, he has to be up there. I mean, he's going to get a, a large amount of rushes, especially their their quarterback situation still in flux. So you're going to have to run the ball. You're going to have to figure out other ways to move it down the field. Um, and that's why he moved up. Because before this, he was – he kind of barely on my top you know, 20 radar. He wasn't even on it. So um, I, I had to move him up. But because of this news, everything is kind of working his way. Yeah. Um, and it's not because I love the guy by any means. It's just situational. No, he might move up my ranks a little bit. I hope this actually just happened. We have a little clarity. And then that does mean Jamal Charles should be a clear handcuff to him now, too. We do know that. It kind of just – it. I, well, we'll see. I don't even. Yeah, I, I don't think, know if that's. But true, there is dudes that he could he could not make the team. Team, you never know. <laughs> you don't know. Yeah. You don't know. It's just kind of. I think it's prospects are up are going up for him. I really think so. Eddie Lacy's our next guy here, and I mean, I was gonna say, go ahead and hype your man because I know okay. Lacy is a guy you're tying your yeah hitching your wagon to. If you I mean, I just think that he is gonna get the opportunity here, and I really still think he's a good running back who just he gets a lot of crap for his weight these last few years. He was still at five yards of carry last year, like in his before he got hurt. And you didn't hear much about it. Like it was, he was kind of a disappointment. But I think it was the workload. I think the Packers were just kind of, you know, what they became a much more just all-out passing team. And Eddie Lacy was great his like first two years, and then he's had some injuries, battled those since. But he's a good running back. And if if he is in shape, like it seems to be, I mean, in shape, good shape for Eddie Lacy. Mm-hmm. He hitting his weight goals. I think you're going to see at least a one year. You know, resurgence from him, and if he if he gets the majority of the carries, why can't he be Marshawn Lynch from a couple of years ago? Maybe not quite that, but somewhat of that. I think Rawls will take away some of his work, but not a lot. And Prosize is just a different player. I just I really I feel like though Lacey probably this is a I don't like to handcuff too often, but I think Rawls might be a thing you need to get here if you get Lacey. I almost feel like you need to get Rawls in a way. To make it, you know, right. Pro just throws a wrench in everything because they don't know what he is. Right. And 
I just feel like uh, this could change. Lacey could change. If we hear he's not doing anything in preseason at all, if he's just not – if it's not there, maybe he's going to drop. As of today, I feel like he has this good potential to be up there. And I, I like him. I think he's been good. It's just – it's a wait and see kind of thing. I think they want him to be their number one back, and I think they're going to use him like that, and that's kind of why I have him where I do. Yeah. And I – I do. It's not that I dislike him. I just think his situation is a little muddier than than other guys ahead of him. But you're right. His you know rookie and sophomore season, they gave him a lot of rushes, and he did great with them. I mean, he was over 1,100 years or 1,100 yards yep. both years, and he had 11 TDs and nine. So I mean, he was average, but he was averaging you know 10 TDs and say 1,150 yards, and that was when he got you know what was it 280 and 240 rushes so i don't see if he goes back to at least getting 200 rushes he's going to be good and then hopefully you're in a in a better running offense too and i think um especially watching last year i think that seattle could desperately want to get back to that where they they pound it out first and then russell wilson can kind of make you look foolish but if the offensive line is no good yeah it's not gonna matter all right number 19 here christian mccaffrey and this is our biggest difference i have him 23 you have him 16 the reason there's it's a rookie, so we don't it's just know. we don't know. <laughs> there's been good talk about him. We just we talked about that in the news and be short before the episode. Jonathan Stewart is praising McCaffrey. Who knows? He's he's going to look good in practice drills, of course. Mm-hmm. He he's a good player. It's just going to be for me. I don't know what kind of workload he's going to get. How they're going to use him exactly? If Jonathan Stewart was gone, oh, jumping him up. I just don't know. <laughs> I think he's I think he's better than Jonathan Stewart at this point. Obviously, I really do. It's but. How much are they still going to use Stewart? Maybe it'll get to the point where Stewart's just kind of done, and they realize, oh, we just got to use McCaffrey. He's that dynamic. Put him in a million different situations. He'll increase my my rank. It's just I actually have him. Let's see here. We won't get into this guy today, but he's so McCaffrey's actually my let's see fourth rookie running back on my list. Your second, yeah. You okay? Well, I know who. Obviously, you have him over. I have Delvin Cook. Four, yeah, I have Cook is the next one I have. Really? Yeah. We'll okay. get into Cook Thursday. Yeah, yeah, we'll get into him. But That's I, interesting, have Cook, I actually have Cook ahead of him. But um, it's just more of I don't 100% know how he's going to be used. This is another one. Preseason could change my mind quite a bit. If I see how they're using him, it just looks like they're going to put, put him all over the field and get him the ball all kinds of ways. He, he could be – we definitely move up. So yeah. that's pretty much what it is. It's hard to talk about rookies when you haven't seen anything yet and we're not in right. training camp preseason yet. I, I just think he's in a – He's in a role where I think they could use him. I'm, I'm going strictly off of what the team could use. Yeah. And, and uh, he does. He, he's a wonderful pass catcher. So I think he's going to lock down those third, you know, third down reps. And then I think he can easily eat into Stewart. And Stewart gets hurt a lot. And that's kind of where that's where it comes in as well. So yeah. I think he's going to get plenty of work as long as he stays upright. And, um, you know, just on sheer work volume alone, yeah. I, I don't see why he would move back too much farther. But I I totally understand anyone's hesitation because it really is at, as bad as they were last year. You're taking somewhat a leap of faith on this guy, which which I am. Yeah. All right. One last player round out our top 20. Number 20, Ty Montgomery. Makes I made it. He's my 22nd player, your 18th player. It, there's good news about him coming out. It sounds like he's going to get the majority of the work. It's just – are they going to give him everything? Is he going to get the goal line work? I don't think so. But he's coming into camp. He's put on some some weight, and he's actually he looks like a running back these days, except for his number. Just change your <laughs> stupid number, man. This throws me off. But I think he's going to be good. I, I I've been really warming up to Ty Montgomery here and moving him up, and you actually moving him up further than I did. And 
if he if he's the main guy and he's the pretty much every down because if he gets the first and second down work, which I think he's going to, he's the third down for sure. I mean, why is he? He, he, he's not going to get the amount of carries another guy will, but he's going to get catches to make up for it. Right. And we're not saying to get him as – I mean, this is borderline number two running back status. Again, we want him as our third. I'm going to – you know, we really, really want him as our third. But if you – I think he's going to be serviceable and he's going to be kind of safe in a weird – if he if he plays. If he's getting this – not say, like that's a hard thing. We don't know for sure yes. if, what, Jamal Williams will take some work or Aaron Jones or whatever. If he is in this role like he was last year, I think he's a safe player. Again, that's just saying if he plays, he's safe. Exactly. He's not going to have many down weeks. Exactly, and that is why he – he. I mean, he really jumped up my rankings too because right now I haven't heard anything where those those rookies are no. going to take any carries away. Yeah. And then you look at his numbers, and first of all, he didn't get a whole lot of rushes last year. And it's hard to tell when they really started using him. I mean, they don't start using him until maybe week nine, really. Yeah. And then even that is pretty sporadic. Um, but when they did use him, he was very efficient. So he was 5.9 yards yeah, a carry, which ridiculous. is great. But he only had 77 rushes, See, so who yeah, knows? You don't know. But he also had 44 catches already coming out of that backfield um, for 350 yards. So I, I like his upside a lot. 18, even for me, is a bit aggressive. Um but at it's, the same it's time, running back. Yeah, it's really ugly when you get down there and you look at him. Yeah. And if they're telling me he's the number one guy, he's going to be in there the majority of the snaps. On I, I gotta go with the, it. what one of the best, one of the, a top three offense in the NFL. Yeah. So, so yep. All right, that's our top twenty. Got to talk about a lot of players actually. There, kind of. Yeah. We went twenty of them. <laughs> went about an hour today on the show. Definitely, running backs are a lot more to talk about when you get to running backs. So we it's it's ugly though there's more to talk about but i don't like it after those top guys well you know wait until the next episode yes, where we're on 21 through 40 and it gets <laughs> real messy real quick yep. all right yeah we'll be back tomorrow we're gonna have a little little mini episode another mailbag episode which is gonna probably become the new standard wednesday episode until the season starts and then we'll have a whole new schedule once yeah. we get going there then we'll, thursday we'll have we'll finish up our running back ranks with 21 through 40 and maybe even list off the rest we'll know we'll see what kind of how it goes probably won't do an episode of 41 through 60 because that might be a little bit of eh, i don't know about this guy we'll pick and choose some players we'll see but we'll have all that and then we'll have another episode friday as well for you guys but we will talk to you guys next time